0: Good evening, everyone. It's been a while. I know it's been like a month since you last heard from us. We did not quit. We did not give on such said podcast. But we're back. This <laughs> just
1: mm. sounds like the opening of a scary story. <laughs> hey,
0: man. It be like that sometimes. Uh, last <laughs> month has been filled with a lot of growth breaking of self reconstruction and uh, amongst many other things that are taking place in me and Mrs. Painting's life.
1: And I'll just be honest if, I, if we're not feeling inspired to do anything I'm not going to force anything. That's true too. Right right.
0: Yeah so um, we back once yes. again. Episode
1: 6? I have no clue.
0: Yeah. Either 6 or 7 Y'all counting But anyway um, Today me and my wife We'll want to talk about a subject That is Well It's an extreme pet peeve of mine And I think my wife is actually adopting said pet peeve The more that we grow And that is Scripture Not that we don't like scripture But scripture that is taken Out of context It's a big thing It's not discussed a lot, and it should be. Because if we are to be theologians, Christians are theologians, we must learn how to break down and study this word properly in order to get a correct understanding of who God is according to his word and not what we want it to be or how it quote unquote fits our situation. Amongst many other down or like pitfalls that people can fall into from just not knowing how to study scripture read scripture it's overall understanding because you get a, a misunderstanding or miss a misconception of who god is and therefore if your theology is bad potentially everything else on that foundation could be bad as well
1: that's just you y'all, y'all gotta understand like my brain is fried right now <laughs> just from specifically looking at context and like i was telling eric earlier i honestly like just having to go and unlearn some of the things that i was raised in like you know i was raised in a um, christian home but like the idea of studying the bible in context and when we say in context it means literally studying the word of god like what section of the Bible are you reading? What, what book? What chapter? What verse? Who's the author? Like, all of that information so you know what's going on at the time when the message is written. Mm-hmm. And if you're just taking the Word and just reading, reading the Bible to check a checklist off or to say, I've been in the Word today, but you're not really understanding and diving into what it is that you're actually reading you're in a very very dangerous spot and i think that is just more common than what we realize like i i never understood the whole breaking down studying the word as like an actual being a student of the word i guess you could say like actually taking that type of um, uh, view on it until literally like three years ago when somebody said you need to study scripture in context and i'm like excuse me what are you talking about it's it's insane like studying in context and then misinterpreting i thought were two separate things in some areas they can be but i think when you take when you don't study scripture in its context then you're more likely to misinterpret it Mm. interpret it if i can speak correctly
0: mm-hmm
1: yeah it's very dangerous and it's very nauseating to realize how often and how prevalent that is
0: yeah um just to uh, do a quick flashback to testimonial or uh, specifically mine I didn't really have a church framework like a denomination like like I wasn't bound to a specific denomination or a specific teaching or whatever I just Like, most people grew up in the church, and I was just a heathen that went to church on Sunday. I mean, that's just, that was literally my church history background, or whatever you want to call it, my church story, you know what I mean? So, um, once my mom got convicted my heart of sin via the Holy Spirit, um, I had a fresh slate. I wasn't having to unlock or unlearn some poisonous uh, study things or... Or ways of thinking or scripture in a certain contexts, I grew up spiritually with a good amount of mentors and some near me, some via media you know and uh I just I just learned to study scripture the way it's supposed to be done now. I don't really have any traditions that I hold over mm-hmm. you know truth or anything like that. That's a whole nother story because that's quite common. In the area in which we attend church at
1: help me lord not just that yeah just common period
0: it really is i mean we know heretics and yeah false teachers and we're not gonna necessarily get in any names but i'm pretty sure y'all can probably name like a good four or five Mm -hmm. prosperity gospel teachers false teachers heretics amongst many other things but at the same time it either comes down to an extremely mm, distorted view of scripture that is not uh, that comes from not necessarily studying or just a lack of belief in it period and you just twisting it to uh, suit your own motives and that's also a very dangerous thing
1: yeah so like the scripture that kept coming back to me constantly over and over today was in 2nd Timothy so like this is kind of where we're heading off the topic of discussion like in second timothy chapter 2 i love the way that um nasb puts it in their translation but it's second timothy two fifteen 15 says be diligent to present yourself approved to god as a workman who does not need to be ashamed accurately handling the word of truth accurately handling the word of truth like that is key phrase there mm-hmm. um but this is paul writing to timothy basically an encouragement of you know being a good soldier of christ is there's there's work that's involved um and i think it's actually at the beginning of this chapter um he says yeah uh, that the things which paul has taught timothy teach them to trustworthy people who can pass them down so that's another thing you have to look at too like when you're dealing with scripture who is your audience <laughs> um who and uh, who are you who are you teaching are you teaching yourself first and foremost i would also like I'd, I'd say anytime that you and i are teaching whenever we're involved in study with you know the the preparation of it it is very convicting and it comes from a place where i'm like I need to learn more about this. Like, I hope this is blesses somebody else when we teach it, but, like, I need to learn this.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's been plenty of times I had to prepare lessons for Sunday school or a ministry group or whatever the case may be. And I swear, whatever God placed on my heart to teach and I had to study, I probably got a spiritual butt whooping for it. Mm-hmm. in the midst of it which make which is good because that means there's conviction so you're not numb to the movement of the Holy Spirit convicting you of things in your life that you need to take more seriously or just abandon whatever it is uh, prompting you to do but yeah um there's been plenty of situations where I was just like yo I'm excited but man this came the price that came with the preparation. Molly whopped you. Yeah.
1: Molly it, whopped.
0: Yeah, it, it was most definitely a spiritual knuckle sandwich. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm.
1: For sure. But like, right, even looking at this context in uh, 2 Timothy, where he says, be diligent to uh, present yourself approved to God as a workman. Workman is a very interesting word there. So if you look at it in the Greek, it is the word ergatis mm-hmm. which means strenuous which means if you are being diligent to present yourself approved to god a workman who needs not be ashamed and that uh, takes in the context of strenuous that means when you're doing the work of studying scripture it's a laborious intense process like it's not something that should be um done with carelessly or with laziness mm-hmm. um but is to is to be um very stewardess of your time and really diving into those truths but also knowing that you can't know everything overnight you can't know everything in six months you're not going to figure it all out in a year like you are to be a lifelong student of the word
0: yeah i agree um that's even just convicting to say out loud because um even though i studied scripture and continue to study scripture sometimes when you break that down to that bare bones like you just did queen um it really just makes me think like man what i considered quote-unquote study has not really been Mm studied like it's very light um not to say i'm just like taking like two minutes and reading one verse and just i'm not saying that i mean there's been times i sat down for hours and i think i was just i spent more time trying to make it more accessible to the audience i was speaking Mm -hmm. to than actually breaking that down to its bare bones and understanding what it truly meant in proper context, who, like you said, who the uh, letter was written to, who they were talking to, what was going around that time, specific characters, all kinds of things. Like There's really so much that goes in the scripture that I think a lot of us don't really notice until somebody really just sits down with us, like we're doing with y'all via this podcast, and just really break down how much goes into studying scripture because in all reality if god is so omnipresent omniscient is just big as he is it's gonna take a lot of time to break down the word that represents him as truth
1: mm-hmm. but
0: mm-hmm.
1: even with that mm-hmm. i think it comes from a place or that you, you personally yourself come to a place where you appreciate
0: mm-hmm. the
1: word and your relationship with the author Yeah, just takes on another level because you're taking the time and uh, being consistent in the discipline of understanding. Like studying the Bible isn't just from a place of I just want to be more knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. It really um, unveils who god is the character of god and he becomes more real and more intimate when you're when you're you yourself are doing it and not just taking somebody else's word from it like i think it's great to have trusted teachers of the word that you know you enjoy taking um uh advice from or hearing sermons, hearing teachings that they you know have spent time dissecting and everything but there's nothing that can replace you yourself diving into the word and taking time to dissect it and understand it for yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to understand it for yourself. that is your responsibility, not somebody else's.
0: Absolutely um I'ma just be completely honest. my devotion lately has been pretty terrible. Um, says so a lot of uh, idols have been revealed in regards to if I just weighed my time spending doing certain things rather than spending time with God in His Word, prayer, whatever the case may be. It's, I ain't gonna front like if you could see it on like a board or an abacus or something, you would like probably question if I was a Christian or if I was an apostate as of recently. I'm gonna just be completely transparent there. And let that just be a warning that nobody is safe from being in that position that I place myself in. Uh, I think somewhere along the line, I put too much faith in self, in God. So, yeah, confession time, I guess. Uh, Yeah, but uh, like my wife was saying, um, you really have to take that time out and really break down this word to get to know God because we we're to be Christ-like we need to really know who God is according to his word and not what we just relate the word to our lives today but nah this is this Bible is the word of God God breathed it is it is truth infallible Although the other amazing acronym or acronyms I don't know synonyms that just describes God's greatness and um, it should be taken a lot more seriously. A love bug, you got some what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about specific Christ- or scriptures that are
1: um, mm-hmm. breaking it down just kind of um, re-emphasizing what we said earlier. So when you're studying scripture how should you approach that scripture? Mm-hmm all right and like um i know we're gonna hit on some very commonly misinterpreted scriptures here in just a second but just for your uh, benefit of like really breaking down all right how do i look at scripture in context what is what does that entail what does that look like so whenever you approach any kind of scripture no matter where it's at in the bible old testament new testament you need to look first Uh, At where it's at. Is it Old Testament? Is it New Testament? Mm -hmm. There's a point to that.
0: There's more. What Mm -hmm. book? Mm -hmm.
1: What book are you looking at? What is the author of the book? Mm -hmm. Who is he speaking to? Mm -hmm. Who is his audience?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, What time period is this in? And... uh, (laughs) Oh boy, I'm really telling on myself right now. But like I did at at one point, I didn't realize the Bible wasn't chronologically in order.
0: (laughs) I'm pretty sure you're not alone in that situation. Did not
1: realize that. So like one of the first things that I did to help myself understand scripture better was I bought a chronological life application study Bible. And it was like going through that, reading it cover to cover, actually put in chronological order. And putting scriptures in order and like paralleling the text together right beside each other, it completely changed the way I read the Bible. I was like, "Oh, this is phenomenal!"
0: It was quick just... sidebar. This chronological Bible is the first gift my wife got me. We were...
1: Oh, this is true. It sure was. Yes,
0: that's how I knew because
1: I thought it was just amazing. I thought that's it was how the I greatest knew. thing ever.
0: The God permitted it. I was gonna marry her.
1: No, calm down.
0: She was worried about my spirit. Y'all Hear me? You hear me? Mm. Ladies <laughs> were worried about my spirit first. My soul and my eternity. You hear me? All right. Mm, so, but yeah, and I most definitely bought her hers for was it Christmas?
1: Yeah, I had it engraved and all.
0: You no, know, she did the same for me. It's so, man, yeah, it just was.
1: Just beautiful. We just didn't know that last name was gonna be changing on it. Hey, mm. turn it up.
0: Yep, yeah, and we spent plenty of dates reading. It. Date night with Bible time is not. Not that, bad. That's, that's awesome. That's what
1: that's what keeps you from doing other things that you shouldn't be doing.
0: That is also true.
1: Study that word. And, study that word.
0: And 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 time periods, like after after nine. You, you need you to be put, getting you, up out of there. Yeah, you pushing it. Because mm-hmm. I tell you one thing, it's dangerous getting to know your significant others, more spiritually, because that's a holy attraction. Just what was it you said tonight? Was it was it was it?
1: When I was looking at some scriptures. I
0: was, uh, it was very attractive. Mm, <laughs> I, <laughs> It's like, it's 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 a different type. It's not a lustful. It's not, it's not one that's bound in like.
1: Y'all you know, need to get this picture. I'm just thumbing through my Bible. I'm having a serious look on my face.
0: But not only that, she was like, cause <laughs> she was studying and she was just going over a lot of scripture that is often taken out of context. And I was just uh, like, my wife over there learning. I don't know. I've always been a sapiosexual kind of guy. And that's a guy who's attracted to how uh, somebody uh, uses their mind. Yeah intelligent people yeah intelligence is very attractive I, i've i seen some of the most attractive image-bearing women god image-bearing women and god bless them but they were like very
1: ignorant
0: that's a that's the best word and i'm gonna use that one they were ignorant mm-hmm. i already
1: read your mind i know what you were saying i was like we're gonna go with ignorant
0: well i wasn't trying to i was trying to Think the best that's word possible. Right, I got mm. you. I got you. Yeah. I so. got you. But yeah, it was. We doing worship after this. But, um. <laughs> Active yeah. that is. Yeah. Uh.
1: Anyway, yeah. So that's that's the whole premise of context, like, and you. There was something that we said earlier, which we'll probably. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So when you have a verse, mm-hmm. if you like, that's uh, pause. <laughs> <laughs> Taking the big picture, which would be the Bible, and then breaking it down like we just did. Bible to uh, Old Testament, New Testament, to book, to chapter, to verse. Alright, so then you can do the opposite. If you have one particular verse that really like comes to mind or you want to study more on or you want to get better understanding on that, you got to understand you cannot take the Bible at face value based off of how it makes you feel
0: that is that's very important that is a Mm -hmm. theology
1: based on feelings that is an experienced theology and that is inaccurate
0: feelings change
1: yes the word of god does not now is that not Mm -hmm. to say that uh, certain scripture can make you feel different ways at certain times yes absolutely But are you looking at, are you having an accurate picture of what that verse is saying and then feelings follow? Not, let me let the feelings dictate everything. No, 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 no. That gets you in trouble. So if you look at a particular verse and you want understanding of that verse, look at the verses before and after it. That is very important in context. Then look at the entire chapter. What is that entire chapter trying to say? Then look at it in the entirety of its book. Who's the author? Who is the audience? What are they trying to say? And sometimes there are multiple audiences in one chapter. That can happen very commonly. So for you to get the bigger understanding and bigger picture, you really do have to take the time to do that dissecting. And um, I call it kind of like going down a, 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 on a hunt. You have to search. You have to look to be able to get it. Find some commentary sets um, that have trusted authors Mm -hmm. and people who are reliable Mm -hmm. sources um there was something that jackie hill perry said she said um
0: we love their podcast
1: oh my god y'all need to go listen to them they are just amazing they Mm -hmm. they do a good job of breaking this down i think it's called um uh something about context
0: well they got one episode called out of context out of context Mm -hmm. yes
1: that's the one you need to go listen to Mm -hmm. but all of them are good yeah um Mm -hmm. anyway uh so looking at scripture that way so you can accurately interpret it um but yeah so like hitting on scriptures that are that we hear sometimes that are taken out of context like babe what what's one that you hear taken out of context
0: all right so the book of galatians is in like my top five books um and there's one specific scripture that a lot of people i would just say and i think they have good intentions just like most people do but just because you have good intentions doesn't mean sin isn't sin or uh anything can be taken out of context and it's still not gonna be a, a quote unquote evil result um galatians chapter six verse nine do not grow weary and well-doing for in due season you will reap if you faint not a lot of people see that in a worldly aspect as if I just keep on trying at life, things will get better. And then like I ain't gonna front when the, Before I was saved, I was a, hey, I could get with it. Mm, you know what I'm saying? But after I got saved, the guy was like, nah, I need you to read the whole thing. Because that's a promise after three specific verses prior to. Uh, yeah, let me write this down. All right, so Galatians chapter six, verses six through nine, the complete set. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season we we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Or faint not, as many translations say. (laughs) You see how that whole thing transformed to completely different? It went from being a hey, keep trying, don't give up, it gets better, to like the
1: the law of cause and effect. Yeah. you're doing bad guess what you probably gonna get some bad stuff that happens you're doing good you're gonna, you're gonna probably reap some good stuff
0: yeah, absolutely
1: L- law of cause and effect and so then if you were doing good it says then don't grow weary, weary. while doing that good
0: because mm-hmm. i mean a lot of times we can get discouraged by thinking hey because i mean there's just so many worldly philosophies but sometimes we get discouraged by saying hey why do good people why bad things happen to good people you know stuff like that and y'all go off people's works to do quote-unquote determine if they're good people yes. when the word says that we're all pretty wretched but yes. we'll get to that in another episode but you saw you can easily fall into that trap and be like hey that scripture justifies it but if you don't put it in the proper context it completely like it's actually the, quite the contrary so yeah
1: you have to look at it in its entirety or it's very easy to misinterpret my turn my turn i got one i got one i got one all right so this is, this is one that is very common uh it's in matthew eighteen eighteen. um kind of one of the times when all right so looking at what's going on here this is jesus talking with his disciples um, but verse eighteen and eighteen is one that's just usually taken off by itself. Assuredly, I say to you that what whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Right, right. Ew. That sounds so spiritually, just up there. Just the binding and the loosing. It's like you want to go lay hands on somebody and see what you can bind and what you can loose.
0: Keep your hands off me, man. I, I'm I'm just kidding, but
1: I mean, I'm your wife.
0: <laughs> Stay on track. Out like, we not out of context? You... <laughs> out of
1: context. <laughs>
0: Back to the verse, please. Thank you.
1: Ah, yeah. that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm out of context. <laughs> All right, but if you look at the verses before that, um, there's a subtitle of this that talks about dealing with a sinning brother. Uh, starting in verse 15 moreover if your brother sins against you go and tell him his fault between you and him alone if he hears you you have gained a brother but if he will not hear take with you one or two more That by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established and if he refuses to hear them tell it to the church but if he refuses even to hear the church let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector and then assuredly i say to you whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven so this is actually talking about discipline within the church. So, uh, let's define binding and loosen because that's actually um, terms that's used more in like um, legal matters.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So let's take the word bind and replace that with forbid.
0: Talk about it. Let's Synonymous. Ta- yeah. Let's mm-hmm. take
1: loose. Change that word to permit. That mm-hmm. is what those two words mean in this context. In this context. Bind to forbid, loose to permit. So check this out. Let's read it again. Assuredly, I say to you Mm -hmm. that whatever you forbid on earth Mm -hmm. will be forbid in heaven. Mm -hmm. Whatever you, whatever you permit Mm -hmm. on earth will Mm -hmm. be permitted in heaven. All right. So this is talking actually in law terms about um, things that um, should not uh, go on All right so let me read to you from one of the commentaries that i really enjoyed looking this up in um let's see blah blah, blah 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 going on through so you can read it according to an expanded translation commentary that put it this way whatever you bind on earth forbid to be done shall have already been forbidden in heaven and whatever you uh, permit to be done on earth shall already have been permitted to be done in heaven so Jesus did not say that God would obey what people did on earth but that people should do on earth what God had already willed this is saying we believe God as the ultimate authority and what he says is allowed or not allowed that is what we are going to follow And that is dealing with the discipline of the church. How do you know that a brother has sinned against you unless you have a certain standard or a law that says what sin is sin? Does that make sense?
0: It makes all sense to me.
1: I'm just saying. I'm Mm -hmm. just saying. So it's really not taking this whole binding and loosing to a spiritual place of binding and loosing like I don't know spirits or demonic forces or something like that, but this is talking about within church discipline that God is the ultimate authority and that we're gonna follow the example that He gives us mm-hmm. with what is permitted and what is forbidden.
0: That's what came with the witnesses and the keeping other keeping our brothers and sisters accountable in there. There you go. Boom. Take
1: two or three witnesses with you. Boom. In front of the church.
0: Hey, bro, you tripping? I wanna do this in private, but if you wanna to proceed to believe that what you're doing is okay and Okay, with God, we're gonna uh, get some other witnesses here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: If you read, written, I remember we said read the verses before and after. Mm-hmm. It's important. Right. These are the verses after. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in uh, together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Once again,
0: another scripture.
1: yes where two or three are gathered in my name there i am in the midst what scripture interpreting scripture let's go there where did they just mention two or three witnesses at
0: church discipline
1: yes they said you should talk to your brother one-on-one but if they won't hear you then take a few more with you so they can be witnesses
0: i ain't gonna front me and my fellows in my men's group of you that scripture out of context we apologize well, y'all don't be there, so it don't matter. But you know, I mean, that's, I mean, it's, it see, even like we're not, not immune, but whatever that word is.
1: You, yeah, you mm-hmm. have to be diligent, as the scripture says, to make sure that you are accurately handling the word. It all goes back to Second Timothy mm-hmm. two and fifteen, accurately handling the word of truth. Um, I know this is probably a little more. Uh, teaching based or like very basic fundamental stuff but like if you don't have a good foundation then everything you build on top of that is going to eventually crumble because your foundation is not strong and having a good foundation is having an accurate understanding of what you're standing on
0: yeah I ain't gonna front man Uh, just breaking this down just seeing how many scriptures taken out of context in the bible throughout many congregations across the the U.S., the world, whatever the case may be, man, we need to make like a CNN public service announcement to the church and be like, "Hey, y'all might want to go over some of the things y'all been teaching and why y'all been teaching them. Have y'all are y'all teaching things y'all were taught based on tradition, it's- or have y'all broken down the scripture, and understand what it truly means? Because a lot of these congregations and denominations are doing some strange things that they think the Bible is telling them to do, and it's completely contrary. It's mm. just kind of, it's sad. It is. It's really sad, and, and, and it's like we. You want want to be mad, but a lot of people just don't know. Mm -mm.
1: They don't because, Mm -hmm. once again, they have based their foundation on what other people have told them and taught them. Traditions Mm -hmm. that have been handed down instead of interpreting and studying the scripture for yourself. It does not take a rocket scientist to study scripture. You do not have to go to seminary school to understand the Bible better. Honestly, you just have have to have an open will and heart and and make time to study because i can guarantee you there are plenty of other things that are going to come up that can take your time you have to make it a rock in your schedule of when you are going to set aside time for that because it's just not going to happen otherwise it's not
0: that's truth expose your idols right there yes yeah
1: glory but yeah So, uh, if any of our people from KCC are listening, this is going to be my uh, Sunday school lesson in a couple of weeks here. So, y'all going to get a double dose of that. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm just... I am blown away. My heart is absolutely broken to think of how many years I walked in the dark about not interpreting Scripture correctly and just going based off of what my emotions and feelings were telling me in the moment. But, like, that is God's Word. Mm -hmm. That is truth and when you misrepresent truth by the all-powerful god that we serve and misrepresent his character that is just that just that just makes me stand in absolute fear and trembling but like knowing that he is revealing this to me like girl you've got some areas you need to shape up you need to make sure that you are really looking at my word and taking it for what it's supposed to be, not what you think or not what you create it to be in your mind.
0: That's so much mercy. Uh,
1: amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Cause I mean,
0: like we said, a lot of us is just, we really just don't know. We're just ignorant, not necessarily willfully, mm-hmm. but sometimes we are. I mean, heck some of the stuff I even studied, I thought I and mean, I've gotten some things correct, you know, in proper context, but it's certain things that required a little more digging yeah. To really get the actual uh, essence of what was being taught or spoken upon in a specific scripture that I was studying, so yeah, man, this is just one of those topics, man. If you're out here and you spending like 15 minutes, man, you ain't even you ain't even got the knife to chop up the manna yet. You just you put the napkin on the table. You ain't even <laughs> did nothing, man. Like I mean, in all honesty, so. Uh, be more intent about spending time in god's word man
1: yeah, and like we would appreciate like uh challenges or feedback like what are some scriptures that you want better understanding of what are some things that you uh, feel like is taken out of context a lot like privately message us like that is some stuff i would love to dig into or like maybe recommend some reading for you or Commentary series or something because it's not something that I want to do for you, but I want to empower you to be able to empower yourself with the word.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Hit us on the inbox if you're on Twitter. My wife ain't on there, but I manage the the crosstalk with the Pinkneys Twitter page. You can find us at the underscore Pinkneys yeah it's just me and my wife same photo as it is on the uh podcast so so yeah uh hit our inbox um yeah we're more than uh happy and willing to uh listen to what you guys want to talk about man
1: absolutely i think that would be some great topics coming up but anywho guys that's what we have for this evening um hopefully it'll be a Quicker than a month and a half when we make our next podcast. Oh, we shall be more diligent about that for sure. Absolutely. As the spirit inspires.
0: Amen, man. Glory. Talk about
1: it. All right, y'all. Peace out.
0: God bless.